Welcome back to the Events for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we choose to cultivate deep relationships with our event attendees, clients, community, and yes, even ourselves. Because we know that truly impacting the world starts with relationships, not the balance of our bank accounts. I'm your host, Jen Murray, retreat planner and owner of Relate Escape. And I believe that events, like our lives and businesses, should be successful, fun, creative, and full of chocolate. Let's dig into today's episode. Hey there, my fellow Relate Escape businesses. Today, I want to arm you with some knowledge that, no joke, can make or break your event. I'm not kidding. (laughs) This is a pivotal piece of information. I want to talk about one of the most common mistakes I see when people start planning their business event. And that can be a retreat, which is what I specialize in. It can be a conference. It can be a speaking event, a mastermind. No matter the type of event, this one mistake can really mess with its success. And it's a really tricky mistake because it's usually the first step that people take after they've decided to host an event. And it's not really anybody's fault. It's very and you know, it's an inherent common mistake because it's not one that people recognize as such. It seems like the most logical place to start. And that's exactly why I want to dive into it on this episode today, because I want you to have a successful event and I don't want you to be tripped up by things that can have such a powerful impact on your event. So what is this common mistake that I am mysteriously alluding to? It's this, it's jumping straight into logistics. In other words, let's say there's an entrepreneur that decides they're going to host a retreat. And the first thing that that businesswoman does after making that decision is to immediately start looking for a venue. That's what I mean when I'm saying jumping straight into logistics. Now, when I say that though, I understand that you might be asking, you might be thinking in your head, well, why is that so bad, Jen? <laughs> you know, this retreat needs to play, take place somewhere, right? And the venue factors into the budget and what date it can be held. I completely jive with what you're thinking and I completely get you. I know as an event planner that profitability and setting a date, that is obviously important. But that being said, we need to press pause here for a minute and explore where this tendency to shoot straight into logistics comes from and what effect it's really having on your event and therefore your business. Because the reality is this idea, this common mistake of jumping straight into the planning and logistics stems from several tendencies or misconceptions that they can seem fine, well and fine on their own, but they don't really work well in this specific area of planning a business event. And I'm going to explain exactly what I mean. So first, the first thing I want us to do is just to recognize that as entrepreneurs, we have this tendency to jump right into things, right? And this this isn't a bad trait. I'm not saying this is something that is horrible. This is what helps us to be driven, to get things done, to keep our business going, to get results, to impact the world. 
it, it's a good thing, right? We have a tendency to just, we want to jump into something. We get inspired. We see an opportunity. We want to take advantage of that. However, that being said, I'm fairly certain wherever you are in your entrepreneurial journey as you're listening to this, if you're a newbie or a seasoned entrepreneur, I think we can all probably recognize on some level that this trait means that we tend to dive into things sometimes before we should, that we get ahead of ourselves. Sometimes we get completely ahead of ourselves, right? I include myself in that wholeheartedly. And we can be that way with our event planning, just like we can with other aspects of our business. So just like we, you know, put down this mini course that we're doing and we jump into some other course idea without finishing the first one, that kind of thing. The same thing can happen with our event. We get inspired, we decide we're going to do it. And so we immediately start putting logistical things into motion because that's our tendency is to just start getting it done. So... I know after, you know, we've decided to hold an event, we, one of the reasons that we want to jive or jive, dive into those logistics is because they can hold a certain allure. You know, it's fun to figure out where the venue is going to be, what the space is going to look like, you know, or, you know, if, even that, do, if that doesn't sound fun to you, that still seems like the next logical step. And again, you might be listening to this and thinking to yourself, well, okay, Jen, isn't that isn't finding the venue typically the first step that you take when planning an event anyway? Yes, but this also brings me to my next point. And I want you to write this down. Like if you don't write anything else down from this episode today, except this, you have a major win because, and write this down, planning a business event is not the same as planning a personal event. So, Yes, they have similarities, for sure. You need a venue, you need food, you need a schedule of activities or things to do. You you want to offer a good experience and offer good hospitality. But, and here, if you're gonna write the second thing down in this podcast episode, write this. So underneath planning a business event is not the same as planning a personal event. I want you to write down business events and personal events share similar planning elements, but they have different goals. So one of the most common things I've heard from entrepreneurs when they share that they're planning an event themselves is, I'll hear something like, oh, I've planned a wedding so I can do this, or something to that effect. The idea is if they're able to plan all the numerous you know, details of say a large wedding, which is a complex event, then planning a business event should be a piece of cake. You know, they've done they've done this before. And if you have a knack for hospitality, if you have a knack for doing those kinds of event logistics, and if you've done larger events, that is an amazing set of skills and an amazing experience that you can draw from or, or possess naturally. There's no question. However, the danger here though is completely ignoring the very real fact that a business event has different goals. So let's let's examine this for a second because I really want to, to drive this home and dive into this. Why do we host business events like retreats? Okay, there's usually four main reasons. The first one is to make money, 
So whether that's through, you know, the price of the ticket for the attendee to be there, or maybe you're upselling a program or a service, depending on your, you know, specific type of event, you're going to make money from this event. That is a goal. I know a lot of times when people start looking at doing events, they think if they break even, that's a win. I'm here to tell you that that's not a win. You can actually have a profitable retreat it or event. It just means you need to have good planning. But that is one of the differences between doing a business event and a personal event, right? With a business event, there is a goal to make money. You, you want to come out not in the red. You're going to come out with a profit. Secondly, especially if you're a related skate business, you're having those in-person events to build deeper relationships. So you want that opportunity to connect with your clients in person. You want to better understand their needs because you're able to spend time with them over several days. You know, they're, they can connect with you in person, you know, because they're, you know, they've been reading your content online and, you know, chatting with you online, but they get a chance to actually learn from you and experience you in person. So that is a big reason for having a business event is to deepen those relationships, especially if you're an online entrepreneur. This is your one time chance during an in-person event is to actually spend time in person with your clients or soon to be clients. Thirdly, that being said, taking those two things into account, you want to grow your business. You know, that's part of why you're hosting this retreat or this event. Yes, it's you're there to make money. Yes, you're there to deepen relationships. And those things culminate in you building your business, right? Because you're going to have stronger uh, client relationships when you come out of it. You're going to have a stronger network. And then fourthly, you're going to be impacting the world on a deeper level, right? So that's another reason, especially if you're, again, a related skate business, you're hosting a retreat because you know that deepening those relationships and having time with people in person is gonna help you impact the world and the way that you are doing it in your niche, right? So those are goals when it comes to hosting business events. But then let's go back to thinking about personal events. Let's use the wedding as an example. Are any of the goals that I just mentioned, making money, making profit, deepening relationships, growing your business, and impacting the world, are those goals for a wedding? No. No, those are not goals for a wedding. If you have planned a wedding, then you know personally that that's neither, none of those goals apply, right? You, of course, you wanted everybody at the wedding to enjoy themselves, but at the end of the day, the event is really to fulfill what you and your partner and maybe your family to some extent wanted for that day. It's your dream day, right? You didn't have to entice people to come, hopefully. <laughs> um, at least not in the way where you had to you know, market it like you do with a business. You didn't charge people to be there. It wasn't about making money. In fact, the cultural norm you know, is that you're just going to be in debt um, is, the, is the typical line of acceptance when it comes to having that quote unquote perfect day, right? Um, doesn't mean that you aren't somebody who went into debt to do your wedding. There are ways to do it without it, but, but it's not, you're not going into your wedding thinking I'm coming out of it making money, right? Like you're going into it going, this is a personal occasion. We're bringing people together to celebrate. It requires spending money, right? That's, that's completely different from a business event. So again, back to my point, 
business events and personal events, yes, of course, they share logistical elements. You need a place, you need a date, you need um, food, you need to have a schedule, you need to figure out all those little things that happen um, in making that schedule. But the reasons behind each of those types of events are completely different. So bringing this back home, if the first thing an entrepreneur does after deciding to host a retreat or a business event is to just start directly in on logistics, which usually requires spending money, such as putting money down on a venue, without first making a plan to meet those goals, it's not going to end well. Or at least it's not going to be nearly as successful as it could have been. Every business event needs to start with a plan, which is why the first step in working with me is always my neat retreat. Because before we even jump into logistics, like finding the venue or creating the swag bags and the activity, you know, coming up with the activities and doing the schedule and all that good stuff, the first thing we do is come up with your own customized event strategy, or I also like to call it your customized event formula. And it's partially based on the goals that you want to achieve. Because every decision and dollar that you spend on an event needs to support those goals. And if this is, you know, if you're going to write down the third thing <laughs> from this podcast, this is the this is the third thing you want to write down. Every decision and dollar that you spend on a live event needs to support your goals, whatever those goals are. And this brings me to my next point, which is every event, every business event has challenges. And this is something my neat retreat also tackles for this for a specific reason, because in addition to your specific business goals, you know, like how much money you want to make from the retreat, what you, you know, want to information you want to glean from it, what have you, you know, your, your goals are different for every, you know, every business has its own, own goals, even though they might be similar to somebody else's, there's always certain things that you need to overcome, right? So are you introverted? Are you relegated to hosting an event close to home because maybe you have a special needs child and you just can't be away for a long weekend? Uh, are you worried that because, you know, you're not naturally creative that you just can't pull this off? You need help in, you know, figuring out how to put together an actually fun event. You just don't feel that that's something that you can do on your own. Every entrepreneur is different, right? We're all individuals. So we're all facing certain challenges when it comes to hosting an event. It could be a mindset issue we need to get past. It could be, you know, something we just need to have creatively solved by an expert. Maybe we just have a legit boundary or consideration, you know, like unable to go too far away from home and we just need to come up with our own custom solution. Those are, are real and they're there, but, but guys, if we just run straight into booking a venue and planning the food and putting together the schedule, these things, they're just going to get ignored or buried or kind of be like silent uh, until they eventually pop their head up and they will at some point, trust me, during this process, they will make themselves clearly known. And by then the machine is going to be on a roll and it's going to be too late to do anything, or it's going to just be much, much harder to try and course correct at that point. 
events are, you know, they're not just about the pretty venue. They're not about the amazing activities or, you know, having the hip background music. Those things are all well and good, but as the host, especially as an entrepreneur, the event, that retreat, it's first and foremost about you. That's why people attend. Yes, they also want to spend time with the other attendees. That's also a big reason that they come, but you're the primary draw. They're coming to learn from you and to spend time with you in person. So if we go back to our introvert example, let's say you're somebody who's really introverted and you don't strategically select a venue where you can get quiet time. Uh, If you don't strategically schedule so that you have breaks to go get quiet time and instead you just go and jump in and sort of create your event, you're not going to have an event that's going to thrive for you. You're not going to thrive during your own event and that is directly going to affect the event, right? To look at another example, let's kind of flip, look at the flip side. Maybe you're listening to this podcast episode and you're thinking that you just, you can never host a retreat because of insert reason here, whatever that reason is. But maybe you actually can. Maybe if you just allow yourself, give yourself permission to go outside of the box and have a strategy or an event plan that's tailored for you and your business, you could have a super successful event. So, you know, like I'm a big believer in standards for sure. (laughs) I am all about standards. My standards of doing things are usually just like my basic average level of standards is usually higher than most other people's. That's just the way that I roll. However, I do not believe that every event needs to look exactly the same. And think about it, as entrepreneurs, we build our brands around us, who are individuals, okay? We individually market and brand our brands around us, who are unique. So if you're going to be having a live event, that should be apparent there as well, which is also why I take into account your branding when I come up with your event plan, right? Because you're literally bringing your event to life in 3D. This is the only place that you get to do that with an online business. So if you are a unique person with a unique brand and thus unique marketing, you need a custom event strategy that is based on your uniqueness, right? What you don't need though, is to jump straight into logistics and start doing things like putting down money on a venue without having any sort of strategy in place first. Like logistics are fun, don't get me wrong, or maybe you think they're not fun, but (laughs) right? Picking out a venue can be fun, you know, creating the swag bag gifts, that's fun. But investing time and energy into an event where you're creating an in-person experience something that is completely different than hosting a live webinar, for example, like you're creating a several day continuous experience. You want that investment and that live experience to be built on a solid strategy. And a solid strategy is how solid decisions are made, right? Solid strategy equals solid decisions equals easier decisions because you have your parameters and you know what you're doing. And so you're 
you're much more easily and with more confidence able to decide on a venue, decide how many days your retreat needs to be, decide, you know, okay, I'm super introverted, so I just need to make sure that I have times that I break away or maybe I have a co-host, right? When you have a solid strategy in place, it is so much easier to make decisions because you know what your, your foundation is, right? It gives you clarity and it gives you confidence. And I want you to make solid decisions when it comes to your event. I want you to have an event that just like lights people up, puts stars in their eyes. They're already dying to attend your next one before they, you know, have even gone home, right? They're asking, you know, are you going to do this again this year? Like I know some people who would probably love to attend. Can I give them like a, do you have any idea when it's going to be so I can let them know? And if you're listening to this podcast episode and, you know, you're ready to host your next retreat, even if it's your first one, especially if it's your first one, I want you to go to my website, relateescape.com and sign up for my neat retreat. There's a link in the show notes to make it super easy. (laughs) So you can just like scroll down on your phone, click the link. Okay. It's completely affordable. All right. And then when you book the call, what will happen is you fill out a brief questionnaire so that I have some um, information, I'm able to do some homework so I can learn more about you, your business, your situation, um, what kind of challenges that you're seeing that need overcome. My dog just walked in the office, you might hear him. Um, And so you fill out that questionnaire, you pick a date and time, and then we'll have our one-on-one Zoom call where I will go in depth with you, okay? And we'll get into the nitty gritty And I will ask all the pertinent questions and I will get all the information that I need and I will take that and I will apply my expertise and my creative problem solving and I will write up your custom neat retreat brief, okay? Which is the strategy that I've been talking about during this episode. You will walk away with a documented, you know, you can take action from it. Here's your foundation, here's your parameters. Um, that custom strategy that is documented that you can just, it, you take with you. That's the deliverable. I'll give you a plan in your digital hands that you can use, okay? So it takes your goals and your challenges and it marries them with my expertise in creative problem solving. And the result is this documented plan that you can use to plan your event with confidence. Or you can roll the price of that neat retreat into one of my packages where I do that for you. But You don't have to, that's not required. You could just take your neat retreat brief and do it yourself, okay? It's a standalone deliverable. But either way, you're gonna move forward with confidence. So again, go to relateescape.com, okay? You can book your call right now, today, this moment. Get the ball rolling before you have a chance to talk yourself out of it, because we've all been there, myself included. I want you to have an event, especially in this season of life where where hopefully uh, events will become, uh, will be gearing back up soon. I want you to get that ball rolling for yourself right now and to do it in a way that is just going to knock your own socks off by what you can do and what you're, and knock the socks off of your attendees because they're just going to be so impressed by the experience that you've offered. All right, ladies. So... I hope this episode has been super helpful. Again, relateescape.com. Sign up for the neat retreat. And I will see you soon.
Hey lady, very briefly before we go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you gleaned a ton of wisdom and comfort, maybe even some confirmation from it. And I want to ask your help in getting this podcast into the hands or phones of more women just like you. So if you could, please just hop over on iTunes and leave a short review and let other women know what you have enjoyed or gotten out of this podcast. I might even read it on the air, you never know, but it's my goal to help as many entrepreneurs as possible and your words, as always, could be powerful in achieving that. Thanks and look forward to seeing you next time.